Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 34 with yoga and massage healer Holly Steele. Welcome to the show, Holly. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is super exciting. I did mention on a previous podcast that I think we recorded the podcast, Jess and I did, uh, it was about health, and I had recorded it after you had given me a massage that day. And so I had already mentioned you, and I was like, I'm hoping to have her on the show, so I'm excited. This is really cool. Oh, I love it. Thanks. Yes, and so you brought the drink. That's how cool you are. <laughs> so you brought the drink today. So mm-hmm. we're drinking a limoncello, and why don't you explain kind of what is, although ironically, or not ironically, but we've had some limoncello before on the show. Ah. So we've had some. So when you said, I'll bring some limoncello, I said, yes. So so what is this limoncello, and where did you get it, or well, whatever you think? this limoncello um, first has a very vibrant, vibrant yellow label with some kind of hot pink right so it's just a happy looking label i agree it looks Um, great i got it my most recent trip out to california which was the end of september in 2019 nice and um in ojai and i believe it was created either there in ojai or in ventura california yeah i think it says ventura bottling company but yeah this yeah the the label is cool by itself, and I should have a picture of that on the uh, on the podcast link so everybody can see that. But yeah, it tastes amazing. It's really smooth. Yeah. And then cool. lemon, obviously you're on brand with lemon. I'm all about the lemon, so Jess and I. So I honestly didn't think about it, but yay. You couldn't have done it better if you tried. Awesome. So. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a sip of this. Yep. Man, it's really good. Mm-hmm. On a health side of lemon, yes. I was taught that it it raises the vibration of whatever you're doing or cooking, so it really? hits the pituitary. Really. So whenever you're feeling a little low or down, just squeeze a little lemon, uh-huh. or have some limoncello. Yeah, this and is even more good, fun. That uh, raises vibrations on all kinds of levels yes. with the alcohol in it. Yes, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, you said about the vibration because I was reading a book and I just mentioned it to you uh, off before we started about the medical medium and he was talking about we Jess and I drink a lot of lemon water um, I actually talked about it on the one podcast before because mm-hmm. um, it's just uh, alkaline and you know anti-acid and all that stuff it's great but he was saying just what you said that it you're just putting some lemon in some water water's just kind of boring if you get it straight from your tap mm-hmm. and it kind of raises the vibration and it makes it actually healthy for you and I thought that was interesting too mm-hmm. so yeah yes I love it. Yes. I love how I feel like Jess and I have been learning things. Like you'd think different separate things, but then they're all kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's start with yoga. Well, did you start massage first or did you start practicing yoga first? Or what was your, what's your how did, story? How did that come together? <laughs> That's my story. Um, it started with massage therapy. Um, I grew up here, Preble County, graduated mm-hmm. from Eaton High School. And um, just to give you a little history, I was determined to go into law enforcement. Really? Yes. Uh, you would not think that. Um, no. But yeah. I like I, it. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't rem- Well, I do know why. Um, so I went to Eastern Kentucky for a semester, which has a good law enforcement program, and um, really didn't like it. Wasn't ready to be away from home. 
So came home and went to Sinclair, continued my law enforcement class and um, vulnerable moment. I was in a constitutional law class and the the guy teaching was a lawyer and um, said, you can only draw your gun if you're in fear of your life or someone else's. And that's when I realized I really just wanted to shoot guns. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to go into law enforcement anymore. I went into psychology and sociology. So I did graduate from University of Kentucky with a sociology degree, but prior to going back or prior to leaving town again to go to school, I, um, I went to the Preble County Library and I got a book on massage therapy and it just, it was more or less a calling. Like I had no reason to think about massage therapy. My family wasn't a close family. Um, we weren't touchy feely at all. We were the complete opposite, <laughs> which I think is literally why I was drawn or called to it. Um, because again, kind of some really back personal story on it. I, I was touch deprived as a person, as a human, as a child. So once I got into massage school, which um, was after University of Kentucky, I, um, well, while I was at University of Kentucky, I worked at a professional massage center. Mm -hmm. So I immersed myself and researched it and got a massage and talked to massage therapists and then decided I wanted to go west to get the healing component of massage therapy. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Very cool. And so that was, um, that's so interesting. Oh, you weren't touched as a child as much. And then, right. yeah, that's interesting. I, you kinda, hmm. I think it's a component that a lot of people don't think about. I mean, um, I had several people, even within my family, that thought I was becoming a prostitute in that I mean, we're talking early 90s. Right. Um, even mid-90s. So to them, touch and massage therapy was still very sexually right. oriented. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it gets a bad rap in it, different It does. In different and ways. even sure. in, yeah, well, we won't go down that path, but... Right. Um, even the laws still, probably not still, but when I was getting started, even the laws in some of the state were still closely defined as, sure. Sure, um, sure. you know, anyway, right. so it's really about touch. I mean, it even is. when I was in college, my research paper was on the Touch Institute out of Florida. Um, so that's how I got into massage therapy was a calling more or less. I was That's a straight cool. A student in massage therapy school, which I wasn't academically in. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, in a university setting. So experiential learning worked well for me. Um, so That's interesting, though. I think, because um, I wasn't, <laughs> my mom would accredit this, I'm definitely not the best student, or I wasn't. But it was because it was so boring, or mm. the things I just didn't, weren't excited about. But now... I'm all about learning and reading and studying on my own where nobody's, you know, making me do that for a grade and it's so much different. And so I'm sure it sounds like the same thing. Like you just fell into this and then you're like, wow, this is great. And then you just, of course, you're going to get A's if it's something you really enjoy doing. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's cool. And then so what about that? um, And then when did yoga kind of come into that? Or was that much later? Or how do you... Um. Not that we more, need to follow any timelines yeah, on this right. podcast. We can jump around like memento. Maybe yeah. it's fine. <laughs> no, it was more, I mean, so yeah, yoga would definitely be an accent of massage. So I think I took my first yoga class while in massage school, kind of like an extracurricular activity. And then, um, so I did my massage training in Salt Lake City and then moved to um, really northern Chicago, northern Illinois. And that's where I started taking massage or excuse me taking yoga more consistently for my mm-hmm. own well-being as a therapist and the teacher was like you should think about doing this and so she planted the seed and then I was in Chicago for a couple of years and then moved to California and 
prior to moving, I, I researched and found a massage meditation, no, excuse me, yoga medita- meditation. I've been drinking. <laughs> yes, already. This stuff is strong for sure. Yes. Uh, yoga. healing properties and like I said, some fun properties as well. So. <laughs> so by the time I moved to California, that was, gosh, I was in my mid-20s and uh, did a, my first yoga meditation at that point, kind of course if you will yeah that's cool yeah well, i love yoga i've been doing yoga i'm not so much on the i guess spiritual side of yoga mm-hmm. but for physical mm-hmm. stuff i have been doing that for just years and years and years mm-hmm. i just love it it's one of the best exercises mm-hmm. um, but then when you incorporate you know the spiritual or you know that side of it as well there's so much more to it it's crazy i yeah. love it yeah it's, it's amazing yeah yeah it's almost it's interesting how when you're doing the poses, it's just like, oh, wow, my body just really should be... Like, you can just tell, like, your body should be doing these poses, which is yeah. interesting. Whoever, However they came up with this, it was kind of intuitive that this is the way the body should be moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, whenever I do yoga, of course, I love the, like, the little yoga buzz afterwards, which is interesting. So what do you, what do you think the yoga buzz is? I've never really thought about it. Because I... Um, hmm. Yeah, I... Um, to me, I guess, kind of off the cuff, it just is more or less an alignment of, of yourself. Like you're, you're heightening your vibration, just like we were speaking right. of the drinker of lemon. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're literally changing the vibration of your being at a deeper level through a yoga class or any class that really takes you within your body or makes you be present within yourself. Right. Yeah, just the, the breath work and just listen mm-hmm. to your body. Um, I think there must, I always feel like there's some detoxing too on the physical side of stuff as well, mm-hmm. that maybe that gets things going, but yeah. I don't know, cause it is, it's similar to having a massage. I think like the mm. feeling after a massage mm-hmm. is kind of a, a buzz and a high, mm-hmm. um, from that. Um, and I don't know if that's, you know, squeezing the muscles and things and getting some toxins and stuff released or whatever. I, I don't know. It feels great though. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I it don't does. know why. I know, well, and what I, I like the scientific reason why it I feels don't, amazing. I don't know if I do either. <laughs> And I do remember, you know, along my early days of massage therapy and, and then by the time, so by the time I started teaching, I worked with uh, my friend Tara um, and we ran the Fallbrook Holistic uh, Yoga Center in Fallbrook, California, once upon a time, many, many, wow. many moons ago. <laughs> awesome. And um, we brought in teacher trainers to learn yoga. So at that point, we're talking a few years prior than my first training. Um, or a few years after my first training. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was immersed in yoga at that point. And what I loved about yoga and what I still love about yoga is it's more, it it takes what a massage does and makes it last longer, I feel like. So it's more empowering to my massage clients. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Almost like you should, obviously doing it together makes a lot of sense too, where mm -hmm. the yoga practice is personal. And I always feel like, whether I go to get a massage from you or go to see our holistic doctor, whatever that I know that you guys will kind of get me lined up mm-hmm. better than maybe I could do myself. And then if I can do yoga, it'll definitely keep it going. And right. then, and you know, cause that's the whole idea is to kind of heal yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I remember I've, I've done yoga multiple times where I'm doing a pose and then all of a sudden I've, it's like something kind of clicks or moves or, and you're just like, mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I'm mm-hmm. so much more aligned now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting just doing poses and working on your breath and all that as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of gets you lined up. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's cool. So how long, 
So that's been a while ago, I guess. But uh, of course, you're only like 35, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the timeline's going to work on this, but <laughs> I love it. But uh, but no, that's really cool. And then so you were doing a so kind of tell me a little bit about that um, the place that you were working that you had with your friend. So you said it was a yoga. And... Oh, with, with my dear friend Tara. Yeah. Um, yeah so we had um, a yoga studio. She was a she was a diehard yogi. Um, m- more so than I, I feel like I came into yoga and I, I have a love for yoga, but, but honestly, my true passion is in the movement world mm-hmm. and we can dive into that in a Absolutely. little bit, but with Tara, her, her lineage, it was clear was yoga. And so we studied with Rama Birch, Rama Birch eventually became a Swami. Um, I believe her name is Nirmalaji now. So, mm-hmm. um, I got to study with some really amazing teachers and I got to spend a lot of time in in a classroom and I taught uh, off the bat at Tara Studio and I was also doing massage there and we were we spent a lot of time figuring out business there cuz yogis I think are better now but back in the day <laughs> you're like I love yoga but this business thing is <laughs> right right is right weird so I need to make some money too yeah. at some point yeah I need yeah. to be able to pay the rent for the yeah. space and make some yeah yeah pay some taxes and things we I'm had sure. a lot of fun <laughs> we drank a lot of tea and um offered a lot of great classes and you know in our own way just worked with a lot of bodies and and um so the the style of yoga I was taught was, um, like I said, by Rama or Nirmalaji, and it came to her when she was in a bad accident in India, and it, it literally moved through her, and she had to kind of slow it down to make it palatable to the, the masses, if you will. Mm-hmm. So there's a healing component to the style I was taught. Um, it's a little more restorative, a little more... And she would probably not like that I call it restorative, but <laughs> it's really the best way to describe it. Um, but it has, you know, when you really slow the body down, slow the breath down, and like you said, just be present with yourself, it's, can be, um, awe inspiring or even its own level of kind of magic within the the body presence, I feel. Well, that's cool. And again, that, that seems to line right up with your massage and everything as well. Like that's the healing part of the body. That's the, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what's. So what, I guess we kind of talked about what drew you to, to massage. So you started, so you're doing yoga mm-hmm. classes, teaching classes, and then doing some you know, medical massage or yoga, or I'm sorry, <laughs> massage therapy. Um, so what's, what did you do from there? You were in California having a great time with your friend and, uh, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great decade. Um, so then what started to happen as our lives shifted and, um, and Tara decided it was, it, you know, it's that fine line of Tara decided and it was just time for her to become a medicine woman and start to study in the shaman world. So our lives shifted and um, we started to offer retreats. So that was really amazing i be- i began to do spend more time in the kitchen working with food and using food as a you know another vibrational way of getting into the body a nourishing component to the body as she was offering um, her style of yoga and um, we also did some work out with the earth just kind of connecting to the elements of the the land um 
and then that would turn into as these women because we would work predominantly with women um, in these retreats and that would evolve into you know them creating intentions and goals in their lives they are our clientele was typically in their 60s or 60 to 65 and a nice time for transition and then these women would need help making that transition so I would come in to their homes and kind of be like a holistic personal assistant you know nice. um that's great i know that's like jess was saying earlier that's what we need I that's exactly that's the perfect thing i, love I it. know it was awesome i loved my life so i that's wasn't great. doing massage all the time i wasn't teaching yoga all the time but i was making sure that the person had a team a health team making sure in their community they were going to their yoga classes or going to their doctors or holistic um, professionals and i would help them um with whatever they personally needed in their life to make their life better and easier for themselves. They were, again, they were all women. They were powerful women in their business world as well as personal. Um, so another way that would look is um, when I was out there in September, I was literally hired on to help help her downsize. You know, she had gone through the loss of her husband and moved, relocated, and still needed to downsize more, which isn't easy when you have sure. gathered so much over time. Yeah. Um, but we did it. We did it. It was long days and long hours. It was a beautiful environment. It was limoncello in the evening. And, right. In Southern know. California. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Gorgeous no. weather and all that. Well, it was really hot. But <laughs> but there, are, I love the foothills and the mountains. I do yeah. love that about um, that SoCal environment. Just looking and seeing a mountain there is very settling to me. It is. So are you more mountain than water? Or? I am. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Jess and I talked about that. I guess, well, she's cancer, which I think is a Water, water sign. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, we. I love the. I love the lake and the water and the beach and mm-hmm. that's kind of my thing. But I, I mean, I grew up in the woods as a kid, so it's yeah. all kind of. And the mountains are good too. So I don't know if I have a one I like better than the other. So I sure do like being out on the boat or on mm-hmm. the water, sitting on the beach. So yeah, it's calming to you. It's it is. It is. It's interesting. Too. Yeah, and then you you have know, read about um, was it forest bathing and things like that, yes. and then. Then they, you know, then you read the science and they're like, oh yeah, it's actually like essential oils from the trees and all. It's like, oh, it's so, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, of course, there's so much more to it than that. But I think that's so interesting mm-hmm. how that's kind of coming a, a thing as well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. which is weird because if you go back like a couple hundred years, you'd be like, forest bathing. You're like, well, we we're always in the forest. You know what I mean? I know, like, like we a, didn't have it to. This was the existence of your right. life, right? Right. Just like homesteading when people are talking about that. I'm like, I'm like. I just think it's kind of funny because, like, homesteading is what your great-great-grandparents did yeah. because that's what you did. Unless you're, like, a blacksmith or something yeah. else, you know, you didn't, you weren't, like, a car salesman because yeah. they didn't have those. So, yeah. but it's, it's kind that's kind of fun. Funny. It's yeah. kind of neat, the transition that we're kind of all trending back towards things mm-hmm. that we did, you know, 100 years ago or something. So, I noticing it's more healthy for your whole body. Yeah, we still have that craving, right, from whatever resource within ourselves. You know, if you go into the ancestral component, like, or the mind component, why is that still there? But it just is. You yeah. just crave that um, nature. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I grew up on a, well, we didn't farm the farm, but we grew mm-hmm. up, it was like, I think, 60 acres. And so there was a 
a creek mm. and a pasture, and we played out there mm-hmm. every day in the summer, and you know, twice on Sunday, and we mm-hmm. so we just love that. So I really, I really love that. It's one of the things I really enjoyed about the farmers market and having the farm this year mm-hmm. was to just go and just see all the stuff growing, and mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that again this year. So. Yeah, I bet, and I, I as a partly Southern California girl, like I loved seeing your produce, quite honestly. It was one of the things I missed coming back here was even going to the store, be like, oh my gosh, they don't even know how to take care of this produce. Right. And it made me, my heart was so sad because I, I had the experience of what is possible. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, living in Southern California is a little bit what I imagine the Garden of Eden being. Like, sure. there's so much fresh produce all the time sure absolutely um i mean lemon trees avocado trees oh yeah trees, all the citrus you know, it's all just that there stuff. i know so i love that anyway. that's my favorite oh man i love, like when well, we went to phoenix or in arizona uh last year and it was just it's just baffling to me because i'd look across the street and there's just oranges all over the ground and i'm just like what are you doing? There's like a thousand dollars worth of oranges just laying around, and you know, you go to the farmers market, and they're like, "Oh, we have you know free oranges and lemons and yeah. and grapefruit for everybody." I'm like, "What? How's that possible?" It's like, I yeah, know. because everybody has a tree in their yard. That's yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of the places were orange groves, anyways, and so yeah. before they built houses. But it was just yeah. kind of neat. That was kind of a shock. So, like, yeah. what? Why is there just? fresh oranges just laying on the ground <laughs> but that's so cool oh the so. cultural experiences yeah <laughs> yeah and so as you know uh we've talked about i've talked about the podcast as well but mm-hmm. how what i wanted to do with the farmer's market and the stuff i'm doing here is to, to bring when i went to serenby um the wellness community outside mm. of atlanta to bring okay. some things back here mm. you know to turn you know uh, lock and grin, not turn it into Serenbay, but just to bring back some some things like that. And so my my piece of the puzzle, my part was the was a farmer's market. And if I can, you know, I really believe in healthy, organic, nutritious food can really mm-hmm. help people physically and mentally and all and spiritually as well. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of my so I really enjoyed it. So it was so fun when you came to the farmer's market and you're like, oh look at this, and we were so excited. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, had some really good too. customers that really enjoyed it. So good, yeah, it was fun. So keep it up. Yeah, and you actually, um, not to talk about farmer's markets all day, because I will do that, but uh, <laughs> but you had run a farmer's, helped run a farmer's market here in Eaton as well. I did. For a few years. That, and... Well, one year. It was hmm. um, it was a fascinating year. Yeah, a few years ago. I don't even remember exactly which year it was, but um, I knew what was possible. And I've you know, not to boast, but I think it was a really good year. Like there was a mm-hmm. moment where we had 15 vendors in Eaton. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And I couldn't hold it myself and didn't have enough resources. Uh, so I just had sure. to let it go. But, um, but yeah, I, it, it was bittersweet. I, sure. I loved doing it because what I learned is that I loved organizing. Right. I loved organizing all the vendors and just making it happen and, and seeing it flourish and seeing the, the people and these other people that I didn't even know were in town, like show up, like create the culture a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then there cool. were the challenges. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. anything like that. It's yeah. Tough, so. But yeah, that's kind of, it kind of sounds like to me that that's kind of a natural progression for you to, to, to do something like that where you're mm-hmm. helping people get fresh food and produce and mm-hmm. different things and that's bringing people together. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that's it. cool. 
Mm-hmm. So along with um, massage therapy, you also have some other therapies that you do. Mm-hmm. So what, you want to talk about a couple of those? Yeah, so let me go this. Your favorites or whatever. This route. So, <laughs> However you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, basically once I got to California, I drank and soaked as much information and took so many workshops and and just learned and learned and learned. But what I feel like I really walked away with was um, from my friend in Kentucky, um, which is body patterning, a technique called body patterning. And it's it's a little bit, uh, a felt sense, it feels a little bit like cranial sacral and a little bit of, um, uh, well, a little bit like cranial sacral, uh, which is um, hands on the body and, and feeling for really a subtleness to the body and, and feeling. So my job when I'm doing it is to feel and wait. So there's a lot of patience involved. But what happens with the client when I wait long enough and the body's choosing to align is, is that level of alignment. So waiting for the muscles and the connective tissue to soften and um, waiting. In, in my mind, the story I kind of create is I really want you know the clavicle to be having a good conversation with the rib or the shoulder blade. So instead of being like, I'm going to go do this while you do that, it's like, <laughs> why don't we just do it Connecting together? Connecting them together. See, there you are connecting things together again. <laughs> yeah. I do love uniting um, and creating harmony. So it's it's that concept of creating harmony in the body. Um, and like I said, it's kind of a, there's a subtleness to it, um, but I like it because I feel like it takes the relaxation of the muscle manipulation of the massage and gives it some something to lean into instead of like wow that felt great it was like not only did that feel great that i can sustain this opening for a little bit longer um, which again is what i love about yoga so you go get your massage you get your one-on-one session and then you go do your yoga class and it's like okay my opening is now last longer you know, just I imagine sure. the same when you're gardening or farming. You're like, sure. how can you get this fruit to just mm, get it to its like perfect ripeness? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's oh, absolutely. That's what's so fun about it. Like yeah. Watching things grow and then just yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So it's kind of um, so you're kind of reading the energy of that, or is it just kind of are you just subtly? I'm trying to picture it, yeah. which might be hard to do, but so here's the interesting <laughs> irony about energy conversation with me um it's not that i um how do i want to say this i I try to wrap my head around it like Mm -hmm. in my my yoga teacher we didn't talk about energy it was very hands-on body um there was logic and there was concept and what uh, pedagogy and methodology but we didn't talk energy like and it's not that i i definitely know reiki Mm -hmm. um, and other energy concepts and and techniques but i'm a pretty ah i kind of stay with a certain level what pragmatic sure um so it's a i guess it's an intuition and an instinct at this point it's a felt sense for me um and i don't know if that's in the energy category or sure no that makes sense i understand that yeah i was just trying to get an idea of how Obviously, you've been doing it a long time. That helps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the, well, just being quiet, you know, right. is so important to everybody with meditation or whatever you're trying to and do, prayer or I anything. that's love is the stillness. That's my favorite place. And I know not all my clients are ready for that level of stillness, but I love the stillness. Um, 
to me within the stillness is, is so much possibility, but it's also just the quietness of it. Um, so it, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. It just, it seems like you just are, and I know this from the massages you've given me before, just kind of multifaceted where you, you kind of do an interview at the beginning and just kind of get an idea of what, you know, what challenges, you know, I'm having and then what to do. And then you just kind of, as you go through it, you do different things that maybe you didn't plan on doing originally. True. Um, because you're like, oh, well, this area needs, because I, I remember you were working on my shoulder or something, um, and you were just holding it. And of course, I was trying not to fall asleep because I was so relaxed, <laughs> which is amazing. It was a great massage. But uh, yeah, halfway through, and I just remember you're holding it or something, and I was just laying there. And then all of a sudden, it was just, I could just feel it just release. And I'm like, oh, wow, that feels so much better. And, you're like, yeah. and then you kind of stop, and like, oh, she fixed it. And you just, you know, it wasn't like you were going to try to do that to begin with, but you just kind of yeah, listen to the body and kind of um, wrestling match, really, not only with the body, but really more with the mind and the ego of, um, okay, how can I get this person to trust me enough and to feel safe enough in this moment of, dare I say, intimacy where their sure. clothes are off? Sure, right? it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're to, exposed for sure. Yeah, to. Um, to get the release of the shoulder. Um, and I guess it's, 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 I don't know, I've never thought it out this blatantly before, but it's kind of, I guess, what I love about it because I know what's possible and how easy it can be to have a release. It doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a lot of, I mean, I do love using my elbows, but it doesn't yes. have to be that way. I know. I was telling Jess, I was like, when she'll go through my back and then like put her arms or elbow and it's just like, oh, <laughs> but then it feels so good when you're done. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's necessary. It is interesting because um, you're, what's the, I'm trying to think of a word, like you're kind of a little girl, I'm but a small you person. are not <laughs> weak at all. Like Jess and I was like, man, she is going to work you over. Like it's great. Like there's no... I mean, it's no light massage. If, if, if there's something you feel like you need to work out, I'm like, go for it. And I love it. So <laughs> hopefully that, I think that was the right way to say that. But. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's just... Maybe that's a limoncello talk. Yeah. But. <laughs> so what was I going to, on my notes, I put, um, I don't know why, but I put goat yoga to bring oh, up. I don't know. Okay. Let's talk, talk about, about goat, goat yoga. So I want to talk about goat yoga. I don't know. I, I just thought it. I'd throw that out. I love it. I love it. So Here's, here's an interesting, I don't know if paradox is the right word, but this quandary that I run into. So Quandary? You know, I, that's like quandary. a 20-point word. I love yeah. it. <laughs> quandary is perfect. So Great. I love it. Like, we're teaching goat yoga in town now, and, you know, this teacher that's teaching it is the perfect teacher for it because she's done it before. It's it's so not my thing. You know, <laughs> sure. like, again, I studied with swamis and, like, these spiritual, like, guru type That's of people. That's a little different and than I'm having just, like, goat I, poop I, and I yoga mats I to deal with. I love the concept <laughs> and so I funny. want people to, to be happy and joyful, <laughs> but I'm just, like, I'm not your teacher. I'm not your teacher. Well, you got to know your limits <laughs> and know what you can do. And it's not that I don't want to be, but I'm not. <laughs> That's really funny. So have you done goat yoga? I haven't. I think it would um, distract me personally to the point of annoyance. Yeah. I don't think I could just go in and be like, jolly goodness. Yeah. Um, But I think it's a really fun concept. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Um, Somebody else was talking to me about that. And I was like, I feel like I'd be distracted, which wouldn't be a bad thing, too, because it's the cutest little goats in the world. Right. Right. Yeah. Now... 
if you uh, so if I can, what I do love though is um, contact improv, which mm-hmm. not many people know about. So if we take like the concept of goat yoga, so you have these cute little goats bouncing on and bouncing off. Same concept in something outside leaning into the body and then having a moment. With goats, I think the moment's pretty brief, but in contact improv, which is a dance form mm-hmm. where you're literally in contact with another human, one or more humans mm-hmm. at the same time and having a rolling point of contact. That I love. Um, because it's this external thing that I can lean into and find support and still be in my own body, but also lean into something outside of me. Um, it's a similar concept with a good yoga prop. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, if a teacher gives you a yoga prop and you're like, your body's like, oh, thank goodness, I needed a little extra support outside of my body to remind my body to just chill out. Yeah, that makes totally good sense. But yeah, good yoga. Good yoga, I know. It's, just, it's funny. I don't like I said. I just I put some random notes on here. And I thought <laughs> I that one. I was, love it. I think it'll be that great. one was kind of fun. So, <laughs> but back to just kind of going back to California, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things did you do while you're out there? Because you said you were there like ten or eleven years, and it just sounds like what a fun, oh my gosh, kind of adventure you had. And I just think being being hired <laughs> by people like that is just so cool. Like yeah. How fun. Yeah. So. so, um, okay. So, um, I was involved in a community of people, which was my goal in, in staying out there and being, I was seeking a community, um, outside of a religious organization. Sure. Um, and I found them a beautiful spirited community of, of people. And, um, most of my female friends, we were, we were mostly body workers um, so we'd work on each other, we would trade, and um, we were all had a, an experience in the yoga world, and so we had a lot of ritual in our lives. We would come together once a month and around the full moon and make ghee, and we would, oh, here's something, I uh, ran an art house for about three years. Oh my gosh. So is there anything you haven't done? <laughs> this is amazing. I love it. I know. Probably <laughs> <Hopefully> not. <laughs> That's fun. So what brought you to do the art house then? What was um, the... I was back from an adventure in upstate New York and back in California and I wasn't ready to leave. And, um, you know, Tara was my, my point person for a lot of my life out there. All that I did, she was my, she was my connector in and cause she was born and raised there. So, um, there was a guy that she grew up with, um, older man that was doing his retirement and remodeled this house and wanted to um, wanted this house to be affiliated in the community um, and the culture of art. So we did it. I managed it and I cohabitated with um, at least one other person who ran the art studio and an amazing sculptor. And, um, and we would always have one or two other people in and out as yeah. renters. And we would have live music once a month. Because oh, cool. we weren't always making the mortgage, so we sure. would do fun things like have sure. live music and great food and good, <laughs> good um, alcohol and sure. a lot of fun. A yeah. lot of fun. Well, that's cool. You have. You sound like you've just had a lot of fun in your life. I love it. I love it. Very carefree. Very carefree. Classic California. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> good old hippie. Exactly right. Hippies mm-hmm. are great. What's, um, so was there any other uh, types of healing and things that you do through your massage practice or outside of that? Um, 
that you wanted to talk about or well, or know, anything else really. Well, you know, um, I'm having so much fun. I just keep talking and talking. So. I know the vibe moves through. Um, you know what I'm getting ready to? I'm I'm teetering between like health and wellness, like coach and um, embodiment um, realm, and I'm leaning into the embodiment facilitation realm. Um, I feel like embodiment's kind of um, a hot word these days, and I mean, so what does it actually mean? Right. I don't. I haven't. I may have heard that, but that doesn't. So if somebody's never heard of that, what's embodiment? I feel like it's a, it's the next step <clears throat> in a yoga experience, right? So this community is is getting into the yoga vibe and the yoga experience, which is awesome. And I feel like we're, what embodiment is a little more in the somatic world, looking at the body as a whole without a spiritual or religious component that sometimes yoga comes with. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, embodiment is just the, the, the being in your body. Being in your body. Okay. <laughs> embodiment. Embodiment. Okay, I got it now. Yeah, right? right? Maybe I was the only one that was... Everybody on that pod... Everybody listening is like, embodiment, John, it has to do with the body. It's pretty simple. Okay, got it. Well, then I forgot <laughs> to say that when I was in my yoga training... And part of what I do on on my massage table is offer embodiment, which is what that looks like with what I was trained in was um, working with the hip and the pelvis, specifically the tailbone and the sacrum. Because again, in my yoga training, it all began in the tailbone. That was the concept. So unraveling that tailbone, if you think of a dog and a scared dog tucks its tail sometimes and a happy dog has a very happy moving tail sometimes all the way into the hips, same concept for the human, right? If we think of ourselves in a primal uh, way and our tail wagging. So embodiment, if you're on my table going into technique, would be my hands around the pelvis in specific, um, I'm going to say specific uh, hand positions. Um, which is with most techniques that I do. They're very, there's a, not, um, I kind of want to say a speaking science. Of, uh, sorry, interrupt. speaking of dog wagging her tail, she's, uh, Gemma's, <laughs> she's uh, Gemma's making an appearance. She's very interested in uh, your purse over there and smelling that. So, and she's wagging her tail a little bit. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> sorry, but sorry. No, it's okay. So yeah, back to, you're talking about hand, hand positions. Hand and positions. And so <laughs> when you talk of technique and other modalities, I, um, Bring it all, whatever is needed, whether it's embodiment or some yoga therapy or some body patterning or massage or in a moment where I use Reiki personally is when somebody's had a very recent injury and there's no massaging to be done, but let's throw some energy onto it, some Reiki and help it to heal. Um, I just believe that the body has this amazing ability to heal itself and my job is to be present with it. And sometimes being present with it, being the body, is also being present with where the mind is in relation to the body. And that work uh, for me is just as important because if if the client shows up and they're going through a, a tape in their mind about pain or or um, or whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get that you mind. Or grief or whatever they've yeah, been through. Yeah, wherever they they're at, sure. you know, that's informing the body and where the body's at. So it's making sure, sure that the mind and the body are communicating together. Um, so an embodiment would be kind of that picture again, what yoga brings, but just an, another, uh, I don't know how else to say it other than another layer of yoga Okay. where it's not so stagnant, but there's fluidity within it. Um, which I think a good yoga practice has that fluidity within, um, the stability of it. 
Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, so as far as um, yoga therapy, is that what, can you explain what that is or is that a specific thing or how is that, I don't yeah. know, is a specific technique or if it's something It, it is that. a specific technique and I, I presume by now there's probably certifications and licensing on it. Um, but yoga therapy would be how I always taught, how I was taught was that it is um, putting the body in very specific yoga positions and then having the hands on the body. To help create the alignment. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a physical therapy, but with yoga poses, kind of, sort of. Kind of like a physical therapy with less movement and gotcha. more. Um, there's that subtlety, I'd gotcha. say. Yeah, because right. you're. It's always, I think, more in that physical therapy world versus the physical. Did I say that right? The massage therapy world. There's mm-hmm. this working with, and I feel like in the physical therapy world, there's kind of a doing we're going to do this gotcha thing. gotcha gotcha yeah to get no, this muscle doing this thing we're going to do this thing in the massage therapy yoga world it's like well i have this idea of what we're going to do but i'm also going to listen and see where your body's at to see where we go or yeah. what you're ready for yeah no that totally makes sense and i think in my opinion it would make sense but that's i think what makes you so good at what you do uh, besides being extremely strong for such a small package <laughs> um which is amazing makes you give amazing massages but i think Thank just you. listening to to what what's going on in your clients and and what they what they need so that's pretty cool thanks pretty cool. well i'm getting a little low on my limoncello so i was gonna see if there's anything else you wanted to bring up um that we didn't talk about or i don't know what else you know, I do have this one lingering thought, mm-hmm. which is, it kind of is is the even farther backstory of me going into massage therapy and, and then into the yoga path and then going into the embodiment path. I think because I'm such a soulful full person and my mm-hmm. soul has guided me for sure in my life, um, whether I wanted it to or not. Right. For better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my own marriage to myself. Right, um, right. <laughs> what brought me because going back to that being touch deprived as a as a person as a mm-hmm. being a little a little person in the world dance and movement and i i put this out on my facebook feed all the time i want to dance i want to dance and what that <laughs> means to me because dance to me brings me to my center and brings me to my core and that's my um my lineage just like i spoke how tara's lineage was uh yoga for sure my lineage is the movement world and it comes with its own teachers and and that i that i'm beginning to study with again um but i love the body in motion i love the body and movement because within the movement and the motion is still that stillness but being able to feel this feel the still stillness at a deeper level is what nourishes my soul and i know mm-hmm. that's not for everyone no that's cool um but it brings me to my zero point if you will sure yeah and no, that makes sense yeah. yeah i think dance is a different i mean it can be an extension of that too mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah so to be continued yeah you know, i'm always always yeah. open for something right yeah, exactly. there's always something exciting going on true so have you um i read a little bit of somebody who's doing acro yoga mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting mm-hmm. um which i guess sort of puts dance and yoga together kind of well it's like acrobatics but it is have so you done any with that it's kind I, of neat looking though it also looked really hard to do i know right <laughs> again i played with it i've definitely tried a lot 
Mm -hmm. Right. So I know what works best for me and I'm always open for everyone to find their own because acro yoga, I mean, yeah, like it's, there's a yumminess to it, but there's also like, yeah, no, <laughs> for right, me. Right, right. <laughs> but there's also like Thai massage, right? you know, which has a stretching component to it, which is quite yummy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's different ways. Yeah. I'm excited that this community is getting more more resources of working with the body where it's not just medical massage, which is what right. the state of Ohio wants the massage therapist to be. Right. Right. Um, which is why I went West. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. You had to wait till they caught up over here in the Midwest. So but catch up just, with California. The body has so much, uh, possibility in, um, in, in its wholeness. And I just always hope that, you know, everyone's finding that for themselves where it's not just this and not just that, but it's, what encompasses the person's whole being. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, they're multifaceted beings, of course, and mm -hmm. people, it's human beings. It's, you know, there's physical, spiritual, mental, there's emotional, there's all kinds of different things. You can kind of find that balance. But yeah, just, I mean, as far as healing a person too, like if they have a physical thing, well, you also need to worry about what you're eating as well, which can tie into a physical problem you have, mm -hmm. you know, and then the massage and the yoga and all that as well. So, mm -hmm. and also the way you think and what your, you know, what your mind's doing. Um, so, right. so we can basically say, and that was probably my personal research study is that, okay, so by taking care of my body helps me take care of my mind and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just thinking earlier today about self-care and realizing that for me, or I don't think it's just, it's not my personal definition, but because I was reading other things, like self-care is a level of self-regulation for ourselves. So it's knowing mm -hmm. how to self-regulate ourselves. So maybe it is a bubble bath. Maybe it is having a drink with a friend. Right. You know, it looks different maybe for just taking a break just from something. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's interesting. We had, um, Jess and I had talked about this something like this on um, one of our podcasts before where we talked about you know we we're looking back on what we had done or where just how far we had come in the last mm. 10 years like what we had done the last decade and and how I think self-care is I didn't use the word self-care or the term self-care but that's perfect that's exactly what it is I feel like I my health is in a much better place now, even though I'm 10 years older and I maybe have some more aches and pains than I did before mm -hmm. and I can't, you know, do things I could do 30 years ago or mm -hmm. 10 years ago, maybe as easily, but the, but I know how to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Like I know that, okay, I need to sleep in today cause I really kind of feel bad or I have a sore throat. So maybe I need some, some more vitamin C or more lemon water, whatever. And I think that has really, um, is really important for people to just mm -hmm. listen to themselves, which is what you've been talking about this whole time, mm -hmm. and just realize how to take care of yourself. And if you need to get the help of somebody that, you know, with a massage or do yoga or whatever, I think that's great as well. But I think just like you said, you get the massage or you, know, you give somebody a massage, but if they can do their own work on their own yoga practice or something else on the side, mm -hmm. then that can really just help so much Stunning. exponentially more. Yeah. So I like to be a part of their health team, you know, yeah. that's kind of how I look at myself is like, okay, great. You have your doctor, you have your, possibly your physical therapist. So I like to be a part of that team of health and wellness for them. I love it. That's yeah. great. Thanks. That's cool. <laughs> well, that's not, like I said, I'm out of uh, limoncello. So that's right. definitely a tragedy. I'm going to have to pour myself into the glass here. Yes. 
But uh, Holly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, and thank you for uh, being available to help people. I know you've helped Jess a lot and myself. Um, I know when I had, I don't know what was wrong with my shoulder the one day that I went to you, but I, literally I could barely move my shoulder up. And then after some, it was pretty painful, a pretty painful <laughs> massage. Sorry. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's okay. It's a good pain. I'm always like, if you get to a 10 and I start crying, then you should back down from there. But, okay. but it was good. But no, my shoulder was totally good. So, but then I had a wonderful massage a couple weeks ago, but thank you for doing what you do um, because you are helping heal people and giving some people hope when, uh, when sometimes they have some ailments that they don't know how to fix. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for the limoncello. Yeah. How awesome. Thanks so. for enjoying that with me. Well, as usual, I will have links to everything that we talked about on the onedrinkwithjohn.com, uh, as well as links on the podcast. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a wonderful day.